The Informed Traveler with Randy Sharman is brought to you by mygrouptravel.ca. Got a group? Want to travel? Get a quote. Go to mygrouptravel.ca. And to listen to the show online, go to theinformedtraveler.ca. This is the Informed Traveler Radio Show. I'm Randy Sharman. Our hotel spotlight is brought to you by Pipestone Travel Store. Travelers shop here. See their website at pipestonetravelstore.com. And this week's hotel spotlight was actually suggested by a listener who stayed at the Governor's House Inn in the heart of Charleston, South Carolina. So joining us now is Carl Novak. He's the owner of the Governor's House Inn. The website is governorshouse.com. Hi, Carl. How are you doing? Good afternoon. I'm doing well. I'm looking on your website, governorshouse.com. The pictures look absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, you know, (laughs) I'm I'm afraid if I stayed there, I'd be scared to touch something because I I wouldn't want to break anything. But quite a story behind uh, how it got to be what it is today. Maybe we can start there a little bit and talk a little bit about the history and, and how you got involved. Certainly. But before we do that, let me start by saying you can touch things. We're not a museum. We don't have docents walking around asking people to wipe their feet, although we do appreciate it if people wipe their feet. Perfect. So uh, let's <laughs> give me a bit of a history lesson now on uh, Governor's House Inn. Sure. Uh, the background out of the house is it's about 260 years old. Uh, it's been through a number of different very uh, esteemed families. For example, the Lawrence family built the, the home originally. And for any of the listeners that you have that are big fans of Hamilton, the musical, mm-hmm. the, the Lawrence family is extremely relevant. For example, John Lawrence was, uh, he was on the inner circle of George Washington's uh, 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 Revolutionary War Group. So he and Alexander Hamilton were incredibly close. Matter of fact, if you go through the letters between Alexander Hamilton and John Lawrence, a lot of people question their relationship on any number of levels. Uh, but then the Lawrence family then ended up selling the home to the Rutledge family. And Edward Rutledge, uh, for any Canadian U.S. history buffs, Edward Rutledge was the youngest signer of the Declaration of Independence. He was around 26, 27 when he signed it at that time. Oh, wow. So anybody, yeah, so if anybody ever wants to stay and sleep under the roof of the signer of the Declaration of Independence, I'm not really sure if any other uh, public property that can be done in the United States but it can <laughs> be done at the governor's house. Well, uh, how much of the history has uh, been kept there today? As far as furniture i i can't really say that any is but the uh, the house itself is still the original house it's gone through some uh changes for example um it went through a phase where the outside uh took uh, there were some changes that took place on the outside but for the most part it's the same house uh there is a kitchen house that's on the back that uh, there's an upstairs and a downstairs, and uh, it used to be you couldn't cook in a home like that. It was just too dangerous. So all the all the large mansions had kitchen homes or kitchen houses, and so all the cooking took place there. 
the kitchen house currently is uh, an upstairs and downstairs where uh, it's a two-room place for all our guests to stay, and a lot of our guests actually prefer to stay in the kitchen house. It's very nicely appointed. <laughs> How many uh, rooms do you have all together? We have 11 rooms for our guests. So it sounds like it's a huge house. It's about 11,000 square feet. might be even more with the kitchen house. I can't remember exactly. But what really is enticing to people uh, when they stay is they love to stay and spend a good, about a, a good bit of time out on the veranda. Uh, we have wine hour every afternoon from 4.30 to 5.30, and there, uh, beside the wine, uh, there's also some nice little things to eat. And nothing makes people happier than to be able to take their time and their favorite book or their favorite conversation and put it out on the veranda and listen to um, the sounds of Charleston while they're there. Oh, I think that would be wonderful. And not to mention all the people that you would meet that is also staying there from various parts of the world, right? It is true. We get people from everywhere. Uh, And while I don't live at the inn, I travel a good bit. And uh, I do my best to spend nights at the inn in different rooms so I can see if there's any detail or attention that needs to be addressed. And uh, it's interesting because when I do stay, I make it a point to meet with the guests and have breakfast with the guests and even share and find out a lot of the stories of people who have come to Charleston. And for example, uh, it wasn't that long ago, uh, there was a couple that I'd spent some time getting to know. And at breakfast that morning, they were talking about how the veranda was so special with the sun setting for them. And, uh, and I said, well, really, what, what made it so special? And the woman, the young girl, put her hand up in the air and kind of flashed her ring finger. And she said, well, for one thing, I just got proposed to last night on your veranda. <laughs> How romantic is that? Which I would think is a lot of reason why people would go there. Uh, and, ju- and just for, um, you know, uh, information's sake, uh, this is an adults-only place. It's not really a place for children, right? We, as much as we love kids, I've raised two of my own, and I love dogs. Uh, we do our best not to have children or animals. Uh, we kind of we set the bar at 12 years of age for the kids. Uh, it's not that we don't like kids. It's just that uh, sometimes when people bring kids, especially the young ones, uh, they detract from other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And we really just want the people to be able to do for themselves and not have to worry about other people. I mean, if they make friends there and they meet the people, that's fine. But uh, we don't want grandma to say, oh, look how cute my child is. <laughs> well, and I don't think it'd be much fun for a kid to be sitting on the veranda and just watching the, listening to the sights and sounds of Charleston, right? <laughs> yeah, and Charleston, not that it's not a wonderful place for young people. It is. I raised both my kids there. For that kind of a trip, yeah. and that type of an experience, I think it's a mature individual mm-hmm. that really appreciate. So tell me about the location, where it's located in Charleston. I understand it's uh, almost right in the heart of uh, you know, everything you'd want to see in Charleston. Is that correct? It truly is. Uh, Charleston has what's called the South of Broad District. And um, what that basically means is Broad Street goes right through the downtown area. And... Uh, Anything that's considered to be south of Broad Street is truly in the historic district. And there are only two places that accommodate guests 
that are south abroad. There's one other bed and breakfast, and then there's the governor. So we have that notoriety of one of the few places that can keep you right down in that center port. So, and once you're there, yeah, I guess you can just walk to uh, all, the, all the sites and, and enjoy Charleston that way without really having to worry about a car or anything like that, right? That's right. We get guests that uh, uh, they come in, they park their car, and that's the last time they move it for the weekend. Although, you know, if you want to go to the beaches, we have incredible beaches on our barrier islands. We have uh, what I think is one of the most enchanting experiences in the surrounding area of Charleston, known as the um, the Angel Oak, which is a tree. It's the oldest tree east of the Mississippi River. It's a southern oak, and it's it's reverential. It's to experience the uh, the sighting and the time around the Angel Oak is almost like going to church. It really is very special. Um, so, if you want a car for doing that, to go out to the plantations, obviously everyone's able to do that. But mm-hmm. if you want to spend your time in Charleston and walk the streets and get the feel of the city, you don't need to go any further. Park the car, you can walk to restaurants, you can walk everywhere you want, and and you can spend three days solid and and feel completely at ease and and like you spent your time well. I'm looking at some of the pictures of the food on your website. It looks uh, very delicious. Obviously, you have a a fine uh, place to eat on site. Thank you. Uh, we're very proud of the work that that the folks uh, uh, do in order to prepare the breakfasts. Uh, breakfast is served every morning. Uh, it, it. I'm not sure if we publish the different menus uh, for each day, but each day has a different designated menu item. One day we'll try to do it sweet. The next day we'll try to do it savory. Um, but that'll be mixed up. We're not a restaurant that... Uh, that does anything for anyone that's not a guest. So the people that are there are the people that we cater to. Well, it sounds fantastic. It's the Governor's House Inn, the website governorshouse.com. In the heart of Charleston, South Carolina, and Carl Novak is the owner of the Governor's House Inn. That sounds simply uh, too good to be true almost there, Carl. Thank you. It's nice talking to you. The Informed Traveler with Randy Sharman is brought to you by MyGroupTravel.ca. Got a group? Want to travel? Get a quote. Go to MyGroupTravel.ca. And to listen to the show online, go to TheInformedTraveler.ca.